how someone would love me to the point that they would die for me, you know, and erase all my sins and give me a new lease of life. You know, love is my favorite subject, my favorite subject ever. Uh, for want of a better word, you may say it's, it has become my obsession. I like to meditate on it, and uh, the more I do that, the deeper it gets, and the more it draws me in. Almost like saying to me, the, there's more here. There's more to see. There's more to discover. There's more to experience. And then there's more to talk on. There's more to learn, you know, more, more to, to imbibe. More to take and more, more importantly, more to give to others. I'm, I'm not sure there is a, there's any other subject that is referenced in the Bible as much as love. Love, the love of God, is very deep. It's deeper than any of us can imagine. And I believe God wants us to walk in it every moment of our lives. So this morning, I would like us to uh, talk about love. So I welcome you to this session. Uh, we, we, I would like us to take another look at love as we open our Bibles to our text. But before then, let's, 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 let's say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you this morning as we discuss about your love. Teach us by your Holy Spirit whom you have given us. I pray this morning that we being rooted and established in love we may have power together with all Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love surpasses knowledge to the point that we are being filled to the measure of all the fullness of God Glory to God. Thank you, everlasting God. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13. See, it's a familiar scripture to all of us. 1 Corinthians 13. I'd like to read from verse 4 to verse 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts, or always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Hallelujah. Love never fails. So there is no failure in love because love is of God. And the Bible says God is love. It is the same love that drove him to take on flesh. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Love motivated Jesus to do all that he did here on earth. Obviously, what gave him that strength, you know, that, 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 that strength to endure the torment and the death on the cross. Love, love is what compelled Jesus to go to the grave. But glory to God, love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. Be it physical, be it spiritual, natural, biological, anatomical, or even scientific law. Love fulfilled them all. The Bible tells us that <clears throat> love is the fulfillment of the law. And it's that same love that triggered Jesus back to life. And death could not hold him any longer. The grave gave him up because it became illegal for it to continue to host him. Glory to God. Because love is the power of his resurrection. And that power has become operational. Jesus was alive and he's still alive today and forever. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> That's why the Bible says love is the fulfillment of the law. And because the law has been fulfilled in love, we now have a new commandment. You see that commandment that Jesus gave. It is outlined for us in John 13, verse 34 to 35. John 13, verse 34 to 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another we are commanded to love to love one another <clears throat> and thereby fulfill the law like he did when you walk in love you fulfill the law. that's what it means when you walk in love, all the restrictions that the law brings are removed. And your profiting is evident to all. The Lord always leads by example. That scripture says, I have loved you. So you must love one another. There's a reason for that. It is the only way that the world can recognize that we are children of God. Love is that important. It is a unique identifier. It identifies us as God's children. The world knows love when they see it. When it sees it, it recognizes it. Contrary to what many, many may believe, the world actually is drawn to love. The world needs love. And we are the only ones that can give that love to the world. The world will readily receive the word of grace that is in our mouth in an atmosphere of love. The word of life is in our mouth. We are the sole custodians of this word. But we cannot speak it forth effectively without love in our hearts. Love is a requirement. It's a vital ingredient in our delivery of the word of life to the unseen. Let's open our Bibles to Galatians 5. 
uh, start reading from verse 13 to uh, verse 23. That scripture elaborates on this. It shows us what needs to be done as we walk in love. 13 says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the, in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. See, this scripture lets us know that walking in love is equal to walking in the spirit. Love is therefore our supernatural work. This is a year of our supernatural work, and you may wish to rephrase it and call it, it is our year of love work. So I mentioned earlier, love is an identifier which the world recognizes, whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not. It is something we must have to be able to do the work set before us. I know that across the, our areas in Kingsville Church, we are setting our soul winning targets and putting strategies in place to, to meet these targets. But I tell you this, love must be part of that strategy. You cannot give what you don't have. It is the love that we have, that we have practiced amongst ourselves that will launch us into the field to bring in the harvest. The church is the hope of this world and they can only recognize this hope and cling to it when we walk in love. There must be no crack in the world for the enemy to use to deny us the harvest. We must be very sensitive in, a in our deliberate attempt to walk in love among ourselves. You know, I, I followed the uh, build up to the last presidential elections with keen interest. You know, I noticed that uh, quite in a few of, of preachers all over the place made certain utterances concerning the outcome of the elections. And uh, when these, when these uh, utterances began to conflict, some of them went on there and began to talk down on their fellow pastors. I remember I was driving home this Sunday after the elections and there was a man of god in a video playing on my wife's phone saying uh telling his congregation about a vision of what he saw uh, about the outcome of the elections and he said i know what i saw you know i was wondering why i was saying that you know then he said don't mind all these other prophets who don't see far they can't see far. You know, I was shocked. I was, I was, I was really shocked, and uh, I was a little angry too. 
because I could imagine how many people in their hundreds and thousands saw that video across the nation. You know, I, I have seen a number of comments to such videos on social media platforms, you know, casting aspersions on the church. Uh, I saw a particular one, a particular comment saying, this is the reason why I keep saying there is no God. You know, it pained me when, you know, when you read such so these are the guys we are supposed to be reaching out to. How come we are with our utterances, we are somehow alienating them, pushing them away. You know, that Galatians 5, 13 to 23 says, we must not devour one another. We must not gratify the desires of the flesh. The harvest will come in, will not come in if we do that. Thank God for folks at Kingsfield Church. You know, our love work is getting better. God has provided us the avenue to practice this love among the brethren. You know, for us, Kingsville Church is our field to practice God's love. You cannot love God without first loving the brethren. You know, if you read First uh, John 4, 20 to 21, uh, it says, whoever claims to love God yet hates it, a brother or, sis or, or, or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or a sister, whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. The world will not recognize the word from your mouth if you do not walk in love because you cannot give what you don't have. You know, I believe when, when the Bible says we are made in the image of God, it's actually that we have we have the true nature of God, which is love, not just a notion about our physical appearance, as most believe that God has a mouth, you know, and I have a mouth too, so I can I must speak, or I can speak. Uh, we are made to love, to express God's love to one another, and then to the world. It means that we possess the capacity to love because we are made in God's image. <clears throat> Remember when Philip asked Jesus, saying, Lord, show us the Father. You know, in John 14, uh, from verse 5, John 14, verse 5, uh, Thomas said to him, Lord, we, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Then Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do not know, you, you do not know him. You, you, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that we, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you for such a long time, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Today, you know, when the world asks us to show, show them the Father, and they tell us, show us the Father, our response should be, look, take a look at me, and you will see the Father. Glory to God. This is because we have the capacity to love. What it takes to love resides on our inside. It is in our DNA to love. 
Love is our culture, our tradition. Love also requires our action. Deliberate and conscious effort to walk in love. You know, there will be, there'll be times when it may seem difficult, but I tell you, you've got the capacity to love. Let's open our Bibles to Romans 5.5. 5. Romans 5.5. 5. It says, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. As long as the Holy Spirit dwells within you, you have the full capacity to love under any circumstance. The Lord himself demonstrated this love when he went to the cross. You know, he had the opportunity to walk not to walk in love, to walk away from it. But he expressed the full capacity to love on our behalf. See what the Bible says in Matthew 26 uh, and uh, verse 39. Matthew 26 verse uh, 39 says, And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. So the Holy Spirit enables us to love. That's why he is the first person that comes to live on our inside. Immediately, we become born again. He comes in as a seed of love planted in us, making all things to disappear and replacing them with God's nature, God's nature, and that nature is love. So we've got the capacity to love, and the world is our playing field to demonstrate this love. But before you can show love to this world, it must be seen in demonstration in our midst. John 13, 35 says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So love must start here, at home, among the brethren, more than ever before. Kingsville Church must be known as a home of love because love is what attracts the world. When we operate in love towards one another, things begin to flow flawlessly and effortlessly. Our spiritual gifts flow better in an atmosphere of love. And the world is drawn to this because it rekindles hope in them. Love is the icing on the cake. It is the wow factor. It is what gives legitimacy to our spirituality. It is what authenticates the oppression and manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in, our, in, in any believer's life and within the assembly of God's people. Love is the foundation of spiritual maturity. Our popular scripture in First uh, Corinthians 13 says, in the beginning, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels or do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a, a faith that can move mountains or do not have love, I am nothing. 
if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And like we said in the beginning, love is patient. It is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It does not, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. In essence, love is the seal of authenticity upon everything we do as God's children. It makes us legitimate before the world to whom we are to shine our light. So how does love legitimize us as God's children? What is the expression of this love that the world sees and identifies on the outside? In Galatians 5, I believe verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23 says, gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You see, against such things, there is no law. It means that the law is fulfilled when we are praising all of this. Here, the Bible shows us the components of the fruit of the Spirit. Notice that the first component is love. And that is significant. Love is the launching part to the rest. It opens the gate to, full, to the full expression of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. It means you cannot love and not be joyful. It means you cannot love and not have peace. You cannot love and not be kind. You cannot love and not be faithful. And you cannot love and not have self-control. The Bible says, against all these, there is no law. If you check Romans 8, uh, verse 9, the Bible says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The world needs us. It needs you. And, and it needs us more than ever before. Don't be distracted by the news happening all over the place. The truth of the matter is the world needs us to bring hope. I like the New uh, Living Translation of that scripture. It says, for all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children, who, who his children really are. The world is watching out for the identifier and it is love that identifies us. The world knows it and we must not walk in it. We, we must now walk, begin to walk in it like, 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 like never before. You know, when we walk in love towards one another, the world sees it. It is evident that there is no law against it. In fact, it satisfies all requirements of the law. Love takes the form of joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. That supernatural walk is a walk of love, a walk in love. A unique opportunity now presents itself to us. It presents itself for us to rapidly grow in our love walk, in our supernatural walk. This is because love paves the way for the supernatural. Love makes it easy for the harvest to come in. We check Matthew 9, 36 to 38. It says, but when we saw the multitude, 
when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. May we realize that we are the laborers. The laborers must be equipped with the right tool for this harvest, the tool of love. You know, as we prepare and strategize across our areas in Kingsville Church, let love inform all our decisions and actions and even our thoughts. Let it be our primary motivation, you know, genuine love for the lost and the unsaved. You know, this morning, uh, I believe that the Lord has ministered to our hearts. Uh, I would really love us to go about our day with a full expression of love. Let your joy, your peace, your kindness, faithfulness, self-control show for the world to see. Glory to God. God bless you all. Amen.